Welcome back, everybody. This is Aaron with Visit Benville, and you are listening to a new American Town podcast. So every podcast that we record comes to you from Haxton Road Studios, and we've recorded a lot of podcasts over the years. Uh, we then realized we've never actually interviewed uh, the man, the myth, the legend uh, that actually started and runs Haxton Road Studios, which is this phenomenal recording studio right off of the downtown square. So today we're going to uh, give you a very special episode because sitting across the table for me is uh, the founder and owner of uh, Haxton Road Studios. Uh, Neil, how are you doing today? Aaron, I'm great, man. Good. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, so no. it's weird being on the other side of the glass. I know, right? Usually it's behind the board, and uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But now I get to be, you know, official. I guess it is. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, you're very welcome. Very welcome. So uh, everybody that comes into Haxton uh, Road Studios is just, you know, blown away. And this is such a special place and such an important part of the uh, fabric of, of the community. Um, but let's learn a little bit more about you and Haxton. So you grew up here. I did, uh, a couple hours away. A couple of hours yeah, away. in Harrison. In Harrison, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were always musically inclined? Well, you know, I was. From a, from a young age, I, it, it was, it was a, the emotional connection first before it turned into, you know, old enough to actually put an instrument in my hands. But... Um, yeah, started playing piano at a young age and then kind of gravitated more towards guitar. Mm. And then later on in college, picked back up the piano again and then multiple instruments. But guitars, you know, today the most proficient. But yeah, only to come to find out now, my grandpa and, uh, and his father as well uh, played banjo and uh, guitar. So I've got, you know, my grandma was a piano player wow. in church every Sunday and yeah. I played that ragtime, you know, gospel <laughs> feel, you know, uh-huh. where every song sounded like it was a saloon. That's right. That's <laughs> but it right. Was gospel, you know. So uh, yeah, looking back now, I, I realize how much history was really there in my family. Um, and so it's a special thing to celebrate. That is really cool. And uh, at what point did you decide to pick up and move to Nashville? So we were, my wife and I, Lauren, we were married, um, had gotten married the summer of our senior year of college, and we were finishing up, and she wanted to go do her master's degree and uh, pursue medicine to be either doctor or PA. We didn't know for sure, um, but we kind of made that decision together in that time that she was going to go towards being a physician assistant. And at the same time, uh, you know, we were we were going on two separate paths. She was like, I'm going to go full over here to med- medical school. And for me, it was, I'm going to go over here and tour the world and try to play <laughs> guitar for somebody. <laughs> and so it just so happened she applied to three schools. She had amazing grades and everything. But the one that she got accepted to uh, was the hardest out of the three. And it happened to be in Nashville. Oh, wow. And so it just was one of those things where it, it worked out, the timing worked out, and it couldn't have been better for what I wanted to do as well. That is so cool. And so how long were you, uh, how long were you, what, what terminology would we use? You were a working Nashville musician. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah, yeah, I was full-time touring musician for over, right at three years. Wow. So moved there while she was in school and uh, got a job playing for a gospel group there. Um, it was a little bit of gospel, R&B mix, funk even. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were there for three years, and I'd say the average was probably about two hundred and uh, it was about two hundred forty to two hundred sixty days a year on the road, and wow. that was all over the world, international, domestic. It was it was phenomenal time of life. That's amazing. That's amazing. 
So then uh, wife finishes school. That's right. Guessing. That's right. And uh, you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Are you going to set up in Nashville or are you going to mm-hmm. move somewhere else? And you decided to move back to Bentonville. Mm-hmm. At the time, I'll say that decision was one of the hardest decisions that I had to make because I loved Nashville. Uh, my recollection of Arkansas was the younger life, and it wasn't a professional life. It right. wasn't a family life, like my own family. Um, it was just, this is my childhood, and this is where you leave, and then you go start a life. So having the thoughts in my mind of having a professional career uh, in a music city sounded so appealing, and the thought of leaving that was very, very hard and even disappointing um, for me to think about at the time. Yeah. But at the same time, Lauren and I were having those conversations that you do as you get a few years under your belt in marriage of what's what's important to us, what's the vision for our life. Um, and then also, too, just like the importance of family to us. We right. didn't have kids at the time, but we knew at some point we would want kids. And so we just made that decision together. Um, it was hard to make, but it's just funny how that stuff works out. Uh, I could tell you an hour-long story that would just probably make your jaw drop at all the dominoes that fell into place within a two-week period Wow! that just made it so clear to us that our path was to lead us back here. And so she was offered a job here mm-hmm. um, and me shortly thereafter that without even really putting out any feelers or anything. It was just all connections we had from being here years ago yeah. and just staying connected. And so that led us to uh, move back here in 2007. And uh, it's, it's, I can't imagine now people ask me all the time, well, would you go back? And I'm like, man, I, I love Nashville, but you couldn't pull me away from <laughs> what's happening in this culture here yeah. and the fact that we were able to bring that excellence factor and that collaborative effort from Nashville. And then that led us to, you know, vision out and start Haxton Road Studios. That's which, right. Which has been fun. So you decided to start, you and your wife decided to start Haxton Road Studios after you'd moved here. So did you have a dream early on of, owning and operating a recording studio. I mean, obviously you had a dream of working inside a recording studio, which you had uh, already accomplished. But uh, was that something that had sort of been in the back of your mind for a while? You know, honestly, the answer is no. I'd I'd recorded as a session guitar player on a lot of sessions while I was in Nashville. And coming back, I built a small, you know, two channel. For those of you that don't know studios, it just basically means you can record two things at a time. Uh, above my bonus room in a house that we bought over in Rogers when we when we moved back here. And what happened with that was I bought that to send guitar back guitar tracks back and forth to Nashville, mm, yeah, just to stay connected. And hey, I'm here, but I can still do this work remotely from here. And what really started happening over time was people from here would come in and go, "Hey, could you?" Could you cut a scratch track or an acoustic guitar uh, for this record that I'm going to do? And the, the goal with that was just to have the idea down, and they would later go back and re-record that in a real studio, so to speak. And what started happening from that was people started using those tracks as their final tracks. They huh. couldn't you know, get a better sound or a better guitar or something in the process where they came back and would say something like, this was exactly what we wanted. Do you mind if we keep this? Right. And that's where kind of the light bulb came on over time when it wasn't just one or two or three people 
it was, you know what there is, there's a need here for something else. There's obviously other great studios here, uh, great musicians, great producers. Um, but there's obviously a need that we can maybe fill. And so that's when we launched out and, uh, a good friend of mine, Ryan Chola, he's been with me since the beginning. He's actually, I mean, just as 50, I'd say 50% as much his idea as it was mine to do something like this. We, we were the ones that kind of had the conversation, uh, around that time. Like, what would it look like to actually do something? And, uh, so it just turned into another build. We went, we went and found a, a lot out on Haxton road yeah. and built a house built an oversized three-car garage, and then we built kind of version 1.0, technically, of Haxton Road Studios on Haxton Road. It was a dirt road at the time, which was very interesting <laughs> to bring clients down, yeah. especially commercial clients, you know, calling like, am I supposed to be, you know, on a on a gravel road in the middle of nowhere? I'm like, yeah, you know, once you get in the door, it'll be, it'll feel a bit more like home, and sure right. enough, it, it did, but... Uh, we built that and we were there for four years. Oh, wow. And it was, by the time, uh, most people don't know the story, but by the time we had that house finished, the construction of it, we had eight records on hold to record. Wow. And so I'd taken out business loans and really had taken a risk, you know, going, I hope this works. I'm not sure it will, but I needed it to. Right. And uh, so, you know, the rest is history. Just, we were there four years and the the need and the the clients kept growing from, you know, more local uh, the first year, um, and then a few of my Nashville contacts and that sort of thing, some work to some commercial clients, and then the next year it was Joplin, Tulsa, and some of the surrounding cities, and then yeah. it was, hey, here's an artist that's flying in from Chicago uh, or New York or L.A., yeah. Nashville even, and then from there it's just now where it's been international, it's been, you know, between the artist and the commercial work, it's been amazing. Yeah, and it's a beautiful facility uh, that you have here as well, um, uh, right off of the downtown square. And uh, when when did it, when did the build of this uh, facility take place? So we designed this building in 2015. Is when we got the land downtown. And then we started designing it, and it wasn't built until 2017. Mm. So actually, this month is our fifth year in this building, which right. is crazy Wow, how fast that seems. but It's gone by fast. It's gone by fast. Yeah. I remember being here at the grand opening, and it almost seems like a few days ago. I know. This <laughs> in some ways, it feels that way. In other ways, <laughs> uh, it's like, wow, okay, some time has passed. But in other ways, yeah. mostly it's, you know, wow, time does fly. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, uh, you've uh, you've had uh, a few names that people would probably recognize that have uh, been here at Haxton Road Studios, from Robin Thicke to uh, to Chris Stapleton. And uh, you know that I love your Chris Stapleton story. Do you mind uh, sharing that with the? Yeah. With the folks? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people are thinking, did he record his record there? Like, no, he, <laughs> he records at RCA with Dave Cobb, you know, in Nashville, right. uh, as he should. It's a fantastic place. But uh, yeah, we got a call one day, you know, that they were playing in the amp uh, over in Rogers and that they wanted to come do uh, a, a tour through the studio. And um, a friend of mine, Al Bell, um, former president of Motown, owner of Stax Records, uh, was here as well, and they just sat, all of us sat in the control room for over two hours, actually, and just talked music history, 
Dave Cobb was in there. Wow. Uh, Chris and his band. And they were talking about on the way up here some of the records they were listening to that Al Bell was producing in the studio all those years back. Wow. And just to see that moment and be a fly on the wall, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Um, was pretty it'll be one of those things that's in my memory forever as a as a special moment. That yeah. it yeah, that's 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 amazing. That's amazing. And uh you know it's there's there's a vibe here that sort of uh that sort of welcomes those types of conversations. Mm. And um I think everybody feels that when they um when they walk through the doors. And uh, you know, Arkansas, and you know this better than anybody else, having having grown up here. I mean, there's a storied history of music mm-hmm. uh, throughout the state. You know, from Johnny Cash, Levon, Le- yeah. Le- Levon Helm, uh, and the the band mm-hmm. Lucinda Williams, uh, Rosetta mm-hmm. Thorpe, right? Uh, you know, uh, just so many. And so, why? Where do you see music? in Arkansas and Northwest Arkansas, mm-hmm. and then we can drill down. I mean, even more specifically the Bentonville area, where do, where do you see things kind of, kind of heading and what sort of separates us from other music cities, say like in Austin or Nashville? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the quick answer to that is that we're not defined yet. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Nashville's got its thing that it's business. I know you didn't mention Nashville, but obviously it's for the record. It's, you know, one of the cities we all think of mm-hmm. Nashville is music business. Austin is live music, right? They've they've deemed themselves these things and proven these things over the years, and they've done them well, right? Right. Um, the thing I think that we have, if we'll harness the right, you know, things, uh, infrastructure wise, uh, e- economic wise, um, taking care of artists, you know, all these. There's a, there's a lot of things we could talk about there, but I think one of the strengths is that it hasn't been defined yet. We can kind of write the history, so to speak, right. you know, or continue writing the history. We obviously have a rich uh, rich tradition here in Arkansas, but uh, I think that's a major strength because we won't ever be uh, in Austin. We won't ever be in Nashville, but we can take multiple components that work out of those and we can put them into what does work beautifully here, which this is a place where art and business do collide. Yeah, uh, That's why we tagged Haxton where art and business collide. We feel like that was Bentonville specifically. This is a place where we value doing good business. Um, we don't have to say who the largest retailer in the world is that's right here. <laughs> right. Um, but we're so fortunate to be in an area where we can look through the lens of opportunity. Yeah and vision things out and see them through. And so you just walk in the streets here, you get something you don't get most places. And that's people that are willing. And their first thing when you tell them an idea is generally, hey, that's really cool. How can I help you? And how can I help? Who can I connect you to? And that's something you just don't find everywhere anymore. That's you know? true. And so it's a very refreshing thing, especially when you've got vision and you're wanting to start up something different, start up something new perhaps. Um, and so I think the future here will look rich and i think it will be you know in in music history i think that we will see these years as pioneering years for something new i think it will i think that we'll break barriers with technology um with finance and with supporting artists and i think that i think that we'll put put our heads together all those who are leading the charge and we'll have great venues to play in um we'll continue to educate the people here that they need to stop and listen to the art and support the artist. Yeah. 
uh, and continue to educate people on the need for art and artists and what that does for an economy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a lot of ways we could go with that conversation, but that's, yeah, that's that folks. It would be more of a three to five hour podcast, which, uh, right. Follow up. (laughs) up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) Extra. Well, uh, want to wrap this up but um but before we do what can what what are some of the exciting things uh people can expect from haxton in the uh in the coming year yeah so haxton is unique we didn't really get into our new facility a lot but the one that we've got downtown it's been here for five years now um we're fully capable here of tracking uh, a professional product and by that i don't just mean what some people would picture when they go, well, okay, a studio in Arkansas. We've we've gone through and we've designed this space every square inch to look, feel, and sound, most importantly sound, a certain way. And so we want to be able to take care of artists' art. And so when you say, what does it look like and what are we excited about? In this business, it's there's somewhat of keep on keeping on. It's, it's always about a great song first. And so for the artists who are listening, for the musicians who are listening, uh, future producers, future session players, um, don't forget that it's all about a great song. And it always has been and it always will be about a great song. But there's more now that comes with it as far as business acumen. Um, there is um, the, the ever-changing music industry, the streaming platforms, the technology piece of it. And so I've, I've got some really exciting things that are in the works here that we're collaborating on with people in some of those spaces. And then also specifically to your question earlier on what do I see in the future here? We're now stepping outside of even the studio and going, let's, let's now extend an arm out and let's help the other extensions of music that need to be done mm-hmm. with excellence here. Uh, venues, that sort of thing. How can we help and what conversations can we have around, you know, the future and the infrastructure that needs to be done. So it's now becoming where the studio's in place. Um, 2022 is going to be our our best year yet, you know, and we're what, 13 days here when we're recording this into the year and it's already our best year um, as far as bookings and what I'm expecting. So um, now it's just sort of turning out and going, how can we help those who, have a vision, have something similar. How can we do the same thing that a few key people did for me years ago? Um, where I said, Hey, here's what I'd like to do. And a couple of people said, man, that's really cool. How can I help? You know? And right. for me, it was never financial. No, nobody ever gave us a, a, a single dollar. That's not what I wanted. It was, you know, poke holes in this vision, help me get it better. Help me get it more rounded, more solid. Right. And that will help me in the end, as painful as that is in the beginning, It'll help make it stronger and a more compelling vision. And that's what got us here, you know, was that and just being able to process. So we want to do that now in other areas to go. Let's make it now a broader picture and let's help build an ecosystem here and help those who have a a similar vision. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So uh, people that want to follow Haxton Mm -hmm. sort of stay up to date on the latest and greatest website. Yeah, haxton.studio. Uh, as a short URL that you can get there. Obviously, Facebook and Instagram, Haxton Road Studios. Those are the the two social handles we keep up with the most. And uh, yeah, we're art and business collab. That's going to be the filter at which you'll see us doing any anything that we do. We'll be uh, centered around that. Well, uh, we're excited to pump out uh, 
a lot of uh, podcasts mm. out of your uh, phenomenal studio here uh, this year. I know there's going to be a lot of uh, phenomenal music that's made here, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of other creativity uh, as well. Uh, also know that you're a very busy man, so we appreciate you taking the time uh, to take a few minutes with us uh, this afternoon. And thanks for being such a great uh, community partner as well, mm-hmm. not just to visit Bentonville, but really to so many others uh, throughout the community and the, and the region. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for your leadership on the music side yeah, Thanks, as man. well. Thank um, you so much. We do. We believe in this area. And I believe in Bentonville. I believe uh, the tourism factor of Bentonville is just going to keep getting better and better. Um, just because, simply, I know a lot of the things that aren't coming that you know that haven't happened yet, and the the lunches and the meetings I'm in, I just keep going. Is this real? Some days, you yeah. know, I like to keep thinking that I'm not going to be surprised when somebody tells me what's about to come out of the ground um, or be redone, rehabbed. But um, it truly already is a remarkable place. And there's a lot of great people that are that are kind of locking arms and doing their part and making it even better. So we all have a, a very uh, we're, we're blessed. Let's just put it that way. We're blessed to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, this has been great for everybody who's uh, listening. If anyone has a, uh, a major um, recording project um, that you're looking to get off the ground this year, uh, you should reach out to Neil uh, consider Haxton Road Studios. Uh, this is really a world-class facility uh, that you'll find here. Uh, for those of you who are planning a trip uh, to experience everything phenomenal about uh, Bentonville, from our trails to the art to aviation uh, to music and beyond, uh, you can visit Bentonville, visit Bentonville.com. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn uh, and YouTube and uh, we will um, be back very soon um, with another amazing New American Podcast episode Uh, but until then we want to thank you for listening and we'll see you next time